0: and you know African American elected officials need to be take pride in being African American and fighting for the causes and the needs for African Americans the other groups do it and the other groups benefit but we're always too afraid or too insecure to fight for what our community needs and we need to be bold and and speak up for the needs of our community or else we'll never progress uh, yeah
1: definitely so then me need somebody to look up to for who working hard, and that shit paying off, and they stand down, bang, you yeah. know, keep your faith, whatever, whatever, definitely look the edge, man, so, yeah, never give up on yourself, bro, a lot of us, you yeah. know, look up to you from a distance, or up close, you know, for our on inspirations, and, and keep us motivated, you so, yeah. Out concrete jungle. you can make it Welcome to the Dreams, By Any Means, Motivation Station. I'm your host, Ed Doxon. Today, I got a very special guest here today. Um, I'll let him introduce himself, but uh, first and foremost, uh, just to let you know um, about the podcast, I tell everyone, you know, this started off as a thing of me um, displaying my network. So, it's people that I may have grew up with, um, people that I may have worked with, went to college with, whatever the case is, but also, as I started moving along with the podcast, I continue to meet people along my journey, uh, whether in in any type of capacity, and, um, you know, for those listening, I'll let Mike introduce himself. I met Mike um, at the Urban League Broward County event, and then um, end up going back to that place and end up running into his wife, shows you how small the world is, but I'm definitely excited to have you here on the platform today, um, so you can introduce yourself to the people, and we can jump right into it.
0: All right, sounds good, thanks for having me on, my name is Mike Gellin, I am the Vice Mayor of the City of Tamarack, been in office for about three and a half years now, so I'm coming up on uh, my first full term. And I'm on the ballot in November, and I'm running for mayor of the city of Tamarack, so I'm excited about that challenge and opportunity, um, and I'm looking forward to the uh, to this the discussion on this podcast.
1: Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, absolutely, man. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for being here. So, um, you know, before we jump into the politics, Tamarack, and all those good things, let's just start off about, man, you know, like, where you
0: from, how you yeah. grew up, all everything. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's perfect. So, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Okay, shout Run out to and Brooklyn. Raised, yeah, for sure, and... uh Grew up in some difficult situations, you know, yeah. I'm the third of six children, um, grew up in poverty, grew up in the projects, um, hard life, you know, um, but, you know, you hear people say all the time, you know, oh, I, I was poor, but I didn't feel poor because I grew yeah. up rich in love, you know, that was right. definitely my my type of environment, but then when you go to school and the kids are making fun of you and you realize that, you know, certain kids place a high value on brand name items, mm-hmm. then you do realize, okay, there is some economic disparities here and, uh, I may not have brand-name clothes or brand-name sneakers, um, and there's a value to that. And unfortunately, in our society, in our community, people will place a value on your life based on your possessions. Yeah. Uh, so I learned that early on, um, but things were tough, and luckily my parents had a long-term plan and long-term vision, and they decided to move to uh, South Florida, Plantation, Florida, okay. my sophomore year, uh, going into my sophomore year in high school. Mm-hmm. And it was a critical time because you know when you're in those teenage a- ages, that's when you decide you know, do I go the street route because yeah. you got to make that decision, or do I try to stay straight and narrow and right. deal mm-hmm. with all the pain and, so and trouble that comes with that when you grow yeah. up in that kind of environment? So um, I didn't have to make that decision because when we move into a new environment, kind of like everything changed. Right. There was a little beef in school between the New Yorkers and the Floridians. That's what about to ask yeah, about, coming from New York down here. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but we overcame that. Um, and then from there, I went to Morris um, Brown College, graduated, got my first job at Enron Corporation. Uh, that company collapsed, um, but I built my career in insurance over like in the last in the last fifteen twenty years. And then I started okay. my own insurance firm probably I guess seven years ago now. Okay.
1: Nice, nice. That's what's yeah. up, man. Now, um, I wanted to add going to that next uh, Morris Brown College because um, yeah. I also, I know often in a lot of experience, um, people that are into public service and these type of things, you know, they'll say it started during their colleges. Is yeah. that your story?
0: Um, I, I guess so because um, that was the first time I ran for office. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I ran for treasurer. Okay. Uh, so, and I, that was my first time putting my flyers up yeah. and campaigning. As a people for them vote. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was fun. But, you know, I'm a people person. I like people. Yeah. I like getting to know people and understanding everyone's different life stories, um, and so I ran, and it was funny because my best friend, his girlfriend was also running. So. Oh wow! <laughs> so he was kind of in a tough situation. He, he yeah, to support. stay out of the yeah, loop. yeah, yeah. But it was fun. I lost, but you know, you you when you know you either lose and you walk away with nothing, right? Or you learn, right, right, right. And it was a learning opportunity for me. Um, and it was cool. It was cool.
1: Yeah. Was cool. Yeah. yeah, man. All no, that stuff. And I was asking because at college I did student government. So I was a government cool, president. Cool. So I remember yeah. the election. Yeah. I remember getting crazy. And you said, sitting yeah. there looking like, man, it's college, but yes. you learn early. Like elections
0: can be brutal, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's serious. It's serious. Yeah. Next level type of stuff. Yeah, for sure.
1: And, and then after that, so you went to University of Ghana. How was
0: that? It was good. It was good. So I got a scholarship. I'll never forget the name. The Joseph A. Tows, Towles, Okay. African Studies Scholarship. Okay. And um, went to Ghana, West Africa. And it was, like, the greatest experience ever. I mean, yeah. I met friends that I still have to this day. Um, I had a lot of experiences. And then all the, all the uh, stereotypes that you hear about are just completely wrong. And yeah. it's designed to maintain the ignorance and the negative perception about Africa, which is a continent, by the way. Exactly. <laughs> I went to Ghana, West Africa, which is one of 50-something countries. Uh, and the people there were just really nice. The year I went there, um, President Clinton went there for a oh, visit. Okay. Um, But, I mean, I just had the best experience ever. Just meeting people, not just from the U.S., but, of course, the Native people. Right. Staying on campus. And it's different when you go somewhere and you live there for three weeks. Right, right, Two weeks. I was there for about six months. Yeah. So I really got ingrained in the culture. Yeah. Um, got to know the people really well. That's dope, man. The food is amazing The food is great (laughs) Uh, It was just the best Experience ever I loved it And everyone should Go to Ghana West Africa Nigeria Certain places In the west coast because primarily that's where we come from, is the mm-hmm. west coast
1: of Africa. Yeah, yeah, it's on my list for sure. I had two times I was supposed to go, both trips got canceled, but yeah. Donna yeah. for sure. You got to make it. Yeah, but um, let's jump into District 2, man. Um, okay. Let's jump into Tamarack. Yes. Um, you know, talk about Tamarack, uh, what it is. Like for me, it's a, it's a neighbor city to me. When I first moved here from D.C., I was in Pompano Beach. Okay. Now I'm in Coral Springs, so I'm always riding through Tamarack. Yes. yes. Um, it's a park, I forget the name of Zach Park, but it's a park in Tamarack where I go jog at. Okay. Um, so let's kind of talk about Tamarack. You know, what what is Tamarack? Um, your yeah. role. Um since you've kind of been active in public office here.
0: Yeah, for sure. So Tamarack is a city of uh, seventy thousand. Okay. Twelve square square miles. I am the commissioner for District Two. Um which runs from like commercial boulevard out west mm-hmm. to about University Drive to the east. with a little bit a little bit past University Drive and south to McNabb Road. Yeah. Um, um I've been in office for about three and a half years now. Okay. I initially ran for mayor back in twenty 20- 14, And then prior to that, back in, I think, either 2009, 2010, mm-hmm. there was a vacancy. Um, the governor had removed someone. Okay. Or I think there was a petition to remove someone. And um, myself and the current mayor were the two finalists. out about eight people. And it was a panel that didn't look anything like me. So I knew I was going to get the pick. Yeah. But, uh, and I knew that going into the process, <clears throat> but I went in any way. Um, and so a lot has changed in Tamarack from that time where no one there looked like me. Now, where there's three minorities, when you factor myself, another Jamaican-American, Marlon Bolton, and then a Hispanic-American, Elvin Mm Villa-Lobos. In terms of the population mix, we're about uh, 30%, 30, 30-31 Hispanic, 32-33 to black, and about another 30-31 white American, Uh and then about 5-6% Asian, Indian, like a mix. mix. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, It used to be a senior retirement community, and now it's an up-and-coming young community, young families. People moving into their first homes, typically start off in Tamarack and then move on to Sunrise, Cross Springs, Plantation, some other city. Mm-hmm. But we're also building our um, uh, higher net worth homes. Okay. And we also have a community of, of high, high net worth homes uh, within Tamarack. And uh, most people don't know this, but uh, Bujubantan actually used to live in Tamra. Oh wow, yes. wow, <laughs> that's interesting. Okay, yeah, that's what's yeah, up,
1: man. Yeah. So, um, you know, what what would you say in your experience are some of the main issues pressing the community right now? I mean, we all know uh, <laughs> cost of living and everything. Yeah. That's something mm-hmm. everybody's worried about. But is it similar to a lot of? just kind of typical cities, is it like a violence thing right now, or is it a, you know, just those type of things?
0: Yeah, so unfortunately, just this past weekend, we had like two murders in two days, yeah. which is unusual in Tamarack, I mean, we, we hardly ha- ever have any murders, right. but one was a domestic situation, murder-suicide, a uh, man um, killed, I don't know if it was his wife or girlfriend, yeah, I heard about then himself, one. and left four kids in the house, they were all there at the time, another woman was stabbed the day before that, and... Uh, we don't know many details about that, but overall, crime is pretty low in Tamarack. Yeah. We okay. Typically, in a year, we might have one or two murders. So, to have two in two days in a row is highly unusual. Most of our of our crimes are our low-level crimes, you know, break-ins, uh, property theft, um, you know, not really armed robberies, but right. you know, robberies, uh, you know, crime related to poverty. Yeah. Um, so, other than that, you know, all the main issues that you see in the broad economy, you see in Tamarack in terms of affordable housing. In terms of people being concerned about property taxes, mm-hmm. um, safety is always an issue. But sometimes people perceive um, more danger than it actually is. Right. But as someone that's in office that look that looks at the numbers once a month, uh, we don't you know, we don't have a, a safety issue. Yeah.
1: Okay. Cool. Cool. And you know, you said something uh, key that we kind of talked about earlier. But you're saying you know some of these crimes are uh, due to poverty. Yes. So you know, some of this could be teenage crimes, mm-hmm. snatching, runs, type yes. of crime. So. In a sense of when that does happen, uh, what's your view on, you know, uh, reentry and for those returning citizens? Because, we know, a lot of times uh, some kids may make a mistake at 16, 17, and yes. they're, you know, peer pressure; They want to keep up with the labels, and they make that mistake not thinking their brains not fully developed. But that could kind of stick with them for the rest of their lives. So yeah. what, what do you have, um, I would say, your view on, you know, returning citizens and reentry?
0: So what most people don't realize, a lot of people, they when they think about crime prevention, um, or public safety, they mm-hmm. think, yeah, get more cops and arrest as many people as possible. Yeah, What people don't realize is that 96% of people that go to jail come out. Yeah. At some point, they come out. Right. <laughs> but there's no plan of action for the people that come out. So uh, what I tried to do and what I got passed in Tamarack was something called banning the box, um, which is also known as a second chance act, where you know if I have a, a criminal record, but I've decided to change my life and I apply for a job in the city or with an employer that has a contract with the city then they ban the box mm-hmm. which means that when i interview you or when i apply for the job there's no box that says do you have an arrest record or a criminal record right so if i get past application process and you interview me you can judge me based on that interview and my qualifications versus me checking a box right. which completely takes you out of the application pool sure. um, so that gives people a, a second opportunity and then Uh, I held a sealing and expungement seminar for residents of all of Broward County, obviously targeting people from Tamarack, but all of Broward County. If you had a a criminal record and you want to get something sealed or expunged, we had attorneys come on site, walk people through the process of filling out the application, and then making sure that at some point over the course of the next, because it's a long process, 6 to 12 months, they can get certain records expunged or sealed. Got it, got it. Okay. So giving people a chance to get back into the workforce, Because if you don't give them a chance to get back to the workforce, you force them into a life of crime, which impacts crime and uh, forces us to face even more danger, whereas helping someone to become a productive citizen, a taxpayer, and a future customer, which in the long run improves the economy.
1: Right, right, right. And um, it was funny. I'm not funny, but... uh, Key that you say that. I remember when I worked um, in D.C. government, was doing a community engagement, and I remember councilman told the crowd one day, he was like, hey, he was like, we can't arrest our way out of this problem. You He's like, yeah. we could lock everybody up. He yeah. was like, they're going to come home. and we'll right. be more criminals. So it's like, how do we provide opportunities yes. where they're just not making those decisions? So yes. definitely yes. good to hear that. Um, we're on District 2. We're talking public service, but as those watching, you can see, we have this nice <laughs> campaign uh, post up here. You That's know, right. uh, Mike Gellin for Tamarack Mayor. Let's jump into... Um, your platform, as you're running for mayor, I got to be able to do some research. um as myself living in South Florida, the first thing stuck out to me was affordable living. Yes. um just considering the you know the rent increase that's taken place over the past uh, I would say two years. Mm-hmm. yeah, kind of two years. So um let's jump into the platform view of uh, for mayor.
0: Yeah, so uh, let's just address the the affordable housing thing. Mm-hmm. So local government has a lot of control when it comes to affordable housing. okay. So we have developers coming in all the time saying, hey, I want to develop this piece of land and put up 400 apartment units. want them to be luxury. It's going to be market rate rent. And we could say, hold on, well, how can you charge market rate rent when you know there's an affordability crisis? We want to bring in affordable housing. And the problem with the word affordable housing is a lot of people associate that with poverty, Section 8. Yeah. But really affordable housing is a regular guy like me Every and night you night being night, able yeah. to afford a home, a teacher making between forty-five and $60,000 a year, mm-hmm. one or two kids, maybe a spouse making 40000 100000 joint uh, income, still can't afford a place to live. Yeah. So what we can say is, okay, developer, you can build 400 units, but half of that got to be affordable housing. The other half can be market rate. Right. And what's good about that is you take people from higher income levels that could be doctor lawyers, and they're in the same community with people with moderate income, and they blend. Right. And they motivate each other. Exactly. Um, The people with moderate income strive to be the people with higher income. Yeah. And the people with uh, higher income keep their place nice and, and fresh yeah. and the people with moderate income won't trash the place. Yeah. Uh, and so local government has a, 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 a role and a purpose and you have to elect the right people that will not sell out to the guy right. that has the most money, who's gonna make the most money yeah, yeah. and not do something beneficial to the community. So in all my policy positions, I wanna make sure that there's a benefit to the community. Yeah. Uh, so then there's property taxes. Uh, Tamarack has one of the highest property tax rates in the county. And the mm-hmm. reason why is because when the founder of the city started, he didn't want any businesses in the city. He just wanted to be a retirement community. Mm-hmm. So over the decades, we realized, well, we can't sustain ourselves that way. we got to bring in more business. Right. So we've done a better job of bringing in more business, even though they're controversial sometimes. Amazon has two facilities going up in Tamarack. One is existing, one is coming up. Okay. And we've done a better job of bringing more businesses to the city of Tamarack to balance the property tax rates that we charge our residents versus our business. Now, some people who only rent will say, well, I don't own a home, I don't care about property taxes. Well, you should care because even if you're renting, property taxes impact you. Because Mm -hmm. if I own a 400-unit building and my property tax rates go up, I'm just gonna pass it on to you. Yeah, that
1: that explains what I'm going through right now. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah.
0: And then, you know, community policing. You know, uh, several um, uh, people had incidents with local police oh, okay. And you know We need to do a better job Of holding them accountable We mm-hmm. want to We want to praise them When they do something good But we want to You know Punish them if necessary If they do something bad Right, right. Um, Because there's nothing worse Than a bad police officer Yeah Or a police officer That abuses His uh, his power and authority
1: mm-hmm. Yeah And um, you know On that Which you just mentioned I know the other thing Is the small business support Yes um, So how is the You know I would say The climate Of the business community here Is it kind of like Unified Um, our businesses feel like they're supported by the government or it's kind of like, hey, I'm opening up shop and doing my own thing, I don't need your help?
0: Uh, I would say it's more of that. Um, We do provide links Mm -hmm. to resources, but I think we need to do more. I think we need to partner more with the local chamber of commerce, um, with other chambers of commerce, whether it's the black chamber, Hispanic chamber. There's a chamber from almost every demographic. So they should all know about the business opportunities in Tamaric. I think what I've seen from before I got here is... The same good old boys getting the contracts and getting the money. But what most people don't realize is that your local government is probably the biggest spender in your community. Mm -hmm. Most people don't realize that Broward County alone has like a $5 billion budget. And so part of those billions got to be spent to buy things like microphones and iPads and posters and lights and whatever else you need. And we have regular businesses that provide those services. Mm -hmm. And all of us are taxpayers. And so whether you're black, white, Hispanic, we're all taxpayers. So why is why are some local governments taking that pot of money and only giving it to one demographic? Right. Or the majority of one demographic. Yeah. How do you uplift all communities when only one community is getting the majority of the money? Right. So that's where again local elected officials have to take a look and have a keen eye on the money and see where it's going and make sure that all the communities have a fair opportunity to win some of these government contracts okay. and even know about the government contracts.
1: Yeah, and I like that. And um, just thinking about the next thing I was going to ask, was this transfer. Uh, you said bring in transparency and accountability back. Yes. So um, currently, and because I, I, I don't live a time over I'm just wondering, currently is there, um, you know, with the growth of social media or just with listservs, is there mm-hmm. currently like ways where you feel like the community is getting that transparency or uh, you feel like there's a miss? There's a miss, there, there,
0: there's, a, there's a miss. And so one of the things I did when I got on was, uh, every city has a has a budget, mm-hmm. uh, and the budget is published on the website. It's yeah. like four or five hundred pages long, so people are not going to mm-hmm. read that. So there's something called a popular financial report, mm-hmm. which condenses that big budget into like a four page book. Okay, uh, easy to read, simple graph so people know where their money is going. Then there's um, there's transparency and budgeting. So one of the things that I did was I said, "Hey, look, why don't we um, allow our residents." to have a say in a part of our budget. Mm-hmm. So a lot of cities have implemented policies to have transparency in government where the community can get together and decide how 1%, 5%, whatever the value is, 10% of the budget is spent. Yeah. The community has a say. So people don't people already have a distrusting relation, um, a distrusting view of the government. They don't feel like the government's on their side. Yeah. So the way you change that perception is to bring them into government mm-hmm. and say we want you to be a part of this process we want you to help us decide how best to spend your money. Right. Because government likes to act like it's our money, yeah. but it's your money. Right. Help us decide. You live here. Help us decide how to spend your money.
1: Got it, got it. For yeah. sure. And I know, and that all ties into the last one, which is respons- responsible economic growth. Yes. Now, when you say responsible economic growth, I guess you're kind of just like making the right decisions. Absolutely. Instead of just... Like, I know, I've seen it in D.C., I've um, seen a certain place where, man, they'll start with this, like, gigantic project I did, and it just flopped. Like, yes. for example, man, it's a Walmart that's supposed to be coming in, like, um, a, I would say a low-income part of the city for years. Yeah. And like, man, it just became a big running joke. Like, y'all been telling us Walmart's going to come all yeah. these years, and it never came. So,
0: yeah. gotcha. So, so, just to get into that, mm-hmm. so we have um, a nice residential community, and... The, the city manager who serves as, like, the CEO of the organization, you know, he proposed building a storage facility in this community. Mm-hmm. And it didn't make sense for that location. Yeah. So responsible development is our local government saying, no, that doesn't make sense for this part of the town. If you want to have a storage facility, put it in another part of town, not here, where it's going to negatively impact these residents. Mm-hmm. Then you have developers, you know, they make money. The more units they build, the more money they make, right? So their goal is to maximize profit. Cool, we understand that's your goal. Our goal is to make sure we don't ruin the quality of life for residents and we don't bring down their property values. Mm-hmm. So there has to be a negotiation where we say, look, I understand you wanna build all this, but that's not responsible. That's not benefits, beneficial to our residents. Right. So you may want 600, but we think it only makes sense to do 300. Yeah. So take it or leave it, make a decision, but you gotta have leaders who understand business, understand the role and needs of their residents, and be willing to fight for that.
1: Yeah, and that makes me think about a question because um, I'm glad, like I said, glad that you say that because. What what do you think could be done where it's like, you know, when these developers come in and they say, you know, hey, we want to build here, you know, and at the end of the day, they're thinking about the, the, their growth and their yes, money. Yes. What can be done to make them, I would say, uh, uh, just more aware of the communities and more sensitive to, like, what they're doing? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, people think development is all good, mm-hmm. but it's not good if you're not a part of it and you've been impacted by it or you That's feel like right. you get it moved out. So what do you think could be done to kind of make sure, like, that line is there where it's like, hey, look, I know you're coming here to make your money building like houses, but... Think about the people that were here 20 years before you even decided to move
0: here. Yeah. So there are some um, companies that they're just all about the profit. There are some that are more uh, uh, Mm community-oriented and more aware. And so they're willing to work with the local elected officials um, to to do what's what's in the best interest of the community while maximizing their profit. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes you don't have the right elected officials in place or the right management team in place. And some elected officials will sell out to the dollar like, hey, yeah. you know, you help me out here. I'll help you out come election time. Right, right, right. So while they won't say, look, I'm going to raise money for you because that's illegal, you know, they can use code of language. To say, look, you know, we'll take care of you during election season, you know, which is per- perfectly legal. But yeah. it's it, it could be suffer. Yeah, it's inappropriate if you're not fighting for what's in the best interest of your community. But there's something called a community benefit that, that we can negotiate with developers so mm-hmm. for example um uh, a developer might say i want to build you know 800 units here and mm-hmm. we can say okay that's fine but we need you to build a, pro- a playground for us mm-hmm. so we need you to carve out this piece of land and build a pool build a playground do whatever and so there's a there's a give and take yeah,
1: yeah. okay got it got it yeah. now um just before we kind of wrap up um why Mike for mayor? Oh. You know, what, what, what sets you apart from the competition?
0: Uh, so what sets me apart is that I'm, I'm a true leader, and my opponent is not a true leader. Okay. I'm someone that has always held all parties accountable, whether it's the staff members, one of which uh, was arrested for uh, participating in a $3.4 million extortion oh, wow. scheme. So I led the effort to get him fired. The mayor led the effort to protect him. Mm. Um, when it comes to uh, policing, I've held police officers accountable for brutalizing young black teenagers yeah. uh, the the current mayor says oh they, they're, they're okay they're angels whatever we do we can't criticize police officers yeah um, I've done things to help promote small businesses local businesses um, and minority businesses and veteran um, veteran owned businesses mm-hmm. so people talk about oh we love our veterans but they don't do anything tangible right, right. to really help them I've done that yeah um, uh, making sure we have more programs for our youth. Mm-hmm. You know, kids get in trouble between the ages of, like, 11 and 16, 11 and right. 17. So we have to implement more programs to make sure that, that they're active and, and proactive. Yeah. And so one thing things I proposed that didn't go through was adding a track to the sports complex. And I'm also proposing ideas to have more creative programs, right? Because we always assume... Oh, basketball, football, baseball, soccer, track. But what about those kids who are not geared towards athletics? Right, right. we got to have something for them. Yeah. Um, last year, I had my had my first um, uh, community bike ride. Okay. Where I partnered with BSO. We gave away 100 bikes and 100 helmets to top-performing students. Actually, actually, students that met certain requirements yeah. at all the local uh, Tamarack schools. And so, I'm a community-oriented leader that's focused on what's in the best interest in the community. And unfortunately my opponent is not, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm running for mayor, and that's why I need everyone's vote. And a donation. I say, you and the money, you Send that bag through and that's, that's, right. that's right. That's right. Everything
1: I was telling everybody would be saying, like, you know, it's like myself and my friends that yeah. would was like, Oh, you should run, you should run. We'd be like, Yeah, well right, if I run, make sure you're gonna donate. That's right, that's right, that's
0: right. <laughs> people will encourage you, but then when it's time to raise yeah, the money costs. And, yeah, and you know, it's like people say, Well, what do you need the money for? The you know, money's really for marketing, yeah. right? I gotta get the message out to right. Potentially 25,000 people. Mm-hmm. So there's a cost to send out 25,000 emails, to send out 25,000 text messages, yeah. to pay people to be at the library for early voting, to send out mailers. So it's really to oh, finance man. a marketing campaign. Yeah. A marketing and educational campaign, mm-hmm. is what I would say.
1: No, absolutely for sure. Yeah. And uh, for those listening, um, could you leave like you know your social handles, website, oh, yes, everything? Yes.
0: Yeah, so uh, my official um, social media on Twitter and Instagram is Mike4Tamarack. Then I kinda have a personal Instagram, which is Vice Mayor Mike Gellin. And that's when I'm my true self. It's not so a thing. Say working out. I say you get it in. I was like, yeah. man, he ain't playing. Yeah. Play. <laughs> um, Facebook is, is Mike Gellen and um, my website is MikeGellen.com. That's G E L I N. And um, you know, I'm always gonna be an advocate for everyday people, for the community, for residents of the city of Tamarack. At the end of the day, I'm a black person, African American, and you know, African American elected officials need to be, take pride in being African American and fighting for the causes and the needs for African Americans. The other groups do it, and the other groups benefit, but we're always too afraid or too insecure to fight for what our community needs. And we need to be bold and, and speak up for the needs of our community, or else we'll never progress.
1: By any means, that's solid, bro. I agree with exactly. everything you just said with that, man. So definitely uh, appreciate you for coming on here, bro. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, we'll definitely be in touch. I um, look forward to helping with the campaign. Sure. And I um, look forward to seeing, you know, election night. Congratulations. Yes, yes, you know, yes. Have a good time, everything. There so, will uh, be a party. You for are sure. <laughs> For sure, man. <laughs> we can come through there. So uh, thanks, Mike. My pleasure. Thank right. you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to Dreams By Any Means Motivation Station, where hustle plus faith equals success.